0: Hey, good morning. Glad you're here today. I know that it might not be morning where you are, but it is where I am. In fact, it's October 7th, about 7 o'clock on Wednesday morning, and looking out my window, I can see the storm clouds coming. Well, they say we got a hurricane coming. I don't know. I think this is about the 12th time they've gone through every name for hurricanes uh, that they had. Now they're using the Greek alphabet, and they say Delta is headed our way. And, buddy, they are not fooling around when they draw the cone. Uh, now i couldn't find it this morning i may look again later but late last night i took a look and they had that cone covering almost all of louisiana all of mississippi and all alabama and i'm telling you they are not fleeing around they want you to be ready get prepared be scared i guess i don't know you say brother danny no i don't don't know i you know what Uh, these people and i respect them and appreciate them but they're not any more successful in predicting what the storm's going to do than people are who try to tell us what happened many millions of years ago uh Mother nature doesn't work <laughs> doesn't work on command, and there are things that you don't know but anyway, thankful for those who try to figure it out who give us warning but today I want to talk to you about storms because it seems like uh twenty twenty has brought many storms our way, so there're going to be some Uh, allusions to what happens going on in the world. We're going to try some spiritual applications. I hope you keep up. And by the way, let me save you some trouble right here. If you haven't had a storm in your life this year, if everything's been rosy, you probably don't need to hear this. You're probably doing good. And so you just take a day off if you want to. I hope that you don't. I hope you pay attention. But storms are coming and storms have come. Now, in my daily Bible reading, I read Zechariah today. In fact, I read two chapters of Zechariah, chapter 7 and chapter 8. I talk about my daily Bible readings quite a bit. I try to draw a thought from the day from them almost every day. Uh, Sometimes uh, God speaks to us. He gives us something else. But today, I was looking for a thought for the day from our Bible reading. And Zechariah 8.13 caught my attention. So if you have your copy of God's Word, you can open quickly to the book of Zechariah. By the way, that's near the back of the Old Testament. Matter of fact, Zechariah and, and Haggai, and I'll, I'll be through my Bible reading uh, and start over again. And so we're getting near the end of that. We've cut down, slowed down the pace, but still. Uh, in fact, in, uh, I'm writing a book every day, uh, giving a reading, a thought for the day, putting things down in, in my books, December 23rd. So I am going to finish probably uh, my daily Bible reading uh, about a week early uh, in December uh, well, no, that's not right, is it? Because that's what I'm gonna finish. I'm actually gonna finish I'm gonna finish in October. So I'm gonna finish two and a half months early. I knew that didn't sound right. And I'm gonna take that I'm gonna take I'm not gonna take that. I never said I was a math major anyway. And so uh there you go. But anyway, he said, Brother Dan, we don't care about any of that. I know you don't, but I'm giving people time to find their Bible. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know where you are, but right now as I look out my window, as I said, clouds are dark. And I say that because yesterday afternoon when it was still sunlight and you could see the sky, it was beautiful. And so certainly things are changing. <sighs> well, let's just start. I've been uh-huh. thinking about storms. Uh, there's another one coming. So they say, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not being predictive here. Don't panic. I, don't know, the, I know less than a lot of people, uh, and I certainly know less than people predicting storms. But as I sit down reading my Bible... I know they tell us another hurricane hit our way, man, and they are not playing this time. They want you to, now well, they want you to be prepared. I guess get ready. As I said, they have it covering or hitting almost all Louisiana and Mississippi and Alabama. This is the widest cone I've ever seen. I don't remember seeing anything like this for Katrina. Uh, maybe it's just me. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Anyway, I look at that, and this becomes another one of those hurricanes for the year. And yet, as it's hit it this way, we go, oh, man, give me a break. <laughs> it seems like we have a new name storm every other week. And there's no time to clean up from the old one, much less be prepared for the new one. And this morning, as I thought about that, I thought about, well, that's exactly the way it has been. It is spiritually this year. Just crazy thing after thing after thing after thing. And listen, I could tell you the storms that I have faced. I could tell you storms that churches I know have faced. But you know what? I don't think I have to. I think you can look at... The storms your church has faced. I think you can look at the storms that you have faced personally or your family. Now I know the news media and you think about hurricanes, we're jumping back into the we're jumping back into the uh the reality of what's happened. The news media doesn't seem to care as there doesn't seem to be a real racial component to the storms and there doesn't seem to be any way to really blame the current president of the United States for it. So anyway, no, at least not a way to stick, so the people of the three states have to face the storm again. Then we don't know where it's going to go. It may hit two dozen stakes by times through, and it may even turn around. Who knows? But looking at it from a spiritual standpoint, we ask the question, how do we face the storms that seem to keep coming our way? Because they do, and they are. And if Satan has his way, they will. Well, I just wrote down a few notes, and hopefully they'll help you. If they don't, well, I'm sorry. I hope you don't feel, feel like you've wasted your time when we get done, and I'm gonna to try to get done within the allotted twenty minutes or so. And so maybe you're driving down the road and it won't be twenty minutes wasted. Okay. So here's here's what we do to face the storms that hit our way. Number one, stay prepared. A funny thing is, even though we've had, I've been told a number of times this season, hurricanes hit it out of our way, people have had to rush out and once again buy supplies as if they just throw everything out after the last storm. Stay prepared. I remember some years ago, uh, we had a minister to music when I was at Spring Creek Baptist Church, and we'd had a storm or two, and, and he made a comment from the from the platform pulpit during the music service about how amazing it is that, uh, after you know, we'd had two or three storms that year, and every time one came, people ran out and bought batteries and flashlights. <laughs> he said, what do they do, throw their batteries and flashlights away when the storm doesn't come? And I never thought about it like that. But you know, he's right. If you go back today, I bet if you go to Walmart or wherever today, hardware stores, people will be buying storm stuff. Well, they weren't prepared. They didn't stay prepared. Spiritually, and that's really what I'm concerned about. I'm just trying to bring something from real life into a spiritual application. You and I need to stay prepared. You and I need to make sure we're walking with the Lord. We're close to God. We're hanging in there with him that we haven't allowed anything to get between us. And we're prepared. Listen, The Bible says that uh, Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us. He himself said that, I believe, is the way it is said in the the Bible. He himself said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Go back and look it up. I believe that's the way it's quoted. I guess I should have looked it up. If I was really professional, I would have. But here's what I do know. Too many Christians aren't prepared. They've allowed themselves to drift and to, to wander away and and not think about it, not not hide God's Word in their heart or, or get it in their mind or make it in their spirit and keep it part of their daily activity. You and I need to stay prepared because, well, there always seems to be a storm coming. I heard someone years ago who said about storms and about difficulties, really, I think uh, I think they used the word trouble. But anyway, we're going to take it, and as I think about it, I think, I can think about a time when someone used it directly about storms. Anyway, years ago, I heard a young man. I think I'm gonna do you this one. He called them problems. And a lot of times, the, the storms that we have in life are problems, and I think I'll use this illustration. Little boy was asked to write a paper in school about problems, <laughs> and so when his time came up, came up to. Uh, Deliver his paper. This is what he said. Adam had them. You'll get them. I've got them. Well, somebody commented on that and said, you know, it's true. We always seem to be headed into a storm, in the middle of a storm, or just leaving a storm, looking at the horizon at another coming storm. And that's not a negative way of look at life, if that's what you're thinking. No, it's the reality. Things do seem to happen, and often storms do seem to come. Or oh, it may be as simple as I can not get my locker open. The car won't crank. I've locked myself out of the house. Or it may be that loved one has got a bad diagnosis, or having surgery, or that's not experiencing a sickness, Or in this time of pandemic, it may be the word of someone that you love, you care for, is in the hospital and you can't because of the time it is. Go see them. Stay prepared. Be ready. Well, that's step number one. Step number two, take take the time to do what has to be done ahead of time. Make sure that you're ready. You're buckled down. You've got everything you need to do. Uh, Don't stay back. Step up. Stay close and do what needs to be done ahead of time so when the storm comes, you're ready to face it. Well, I got another illustration. you <laughs> The other day, I know a lot of old sayings. I've discovered that le- lately, and I know a lot of old stories too. I'm gonna tell you one. I've told it many times, but it fits here, so I'm gonna tell you. So if you've heard it before, bear with me. There was a there was a farmer who needed to hire a farmhand. Now we lived in dairy country for a long time, and I've heard I've heard many dairymen talk about how hard it is to find people that'll work or want to work or interested in work. So I'm familiar with that. Well, this farmer finally, he was looking for a farmhand. He interviewed the farmhand, and and he asked him many questions. And the farmhand answered many of them, I can sleep in the storm. I can sleep in the storm. Well, he didn't know exactly what that meant. Farmhand didn't really offer any real explanation or evidence. And uh, he decided to hire him anyway because he needed a farmhand, and he couldn't find anybody else. And he hired the guy, and he was a good worker, and things rocked rocked along pretty good for there for a while, but then a storm came. Ah, a storm came. And man, it was a bad one. It woke the farmer up, and he wondered, well, is everything locked up? Is everything put up? Is So he went down to the farmhand's house. This is why he hired a farmhand to go take care of everything in the storm. Knocked on the door. You can see him in there. but couldn't wake him up. Knocked and knocked and knocked and knocked. And, knocked. and finally frustrated and aggravated, he went to go check. And the barn was locked and everything was in place and the chicken coop was, you know, all, everything was good. All the animals were exactly where they needed to be and everything was done. He's drenched, he's soaked, the wind's blowing, he's frustrated. He gets back to the house and he remembers what that farmhand had told him when he hired him. I could sleep in the storm. Well, ahead of time, that, that farmhand had taken the time to do what needed to be done. There's a storm coming. Oh, I'm not talking about a hurricane now. I'm talking about you and I. It may be a financial storm, a relationship storm. It may be a lot of things, but there's a storm coming. Right now, we've got time. Do what needs to be done ahead of time. Well, one of the things you need to do and I need to do, and that's number three, openly admit our need for God's help and guidance. Listen, I think about Peter. Another illustration, Brother Did Yeah, another one. This is from God's word. Go back and look it up. Peter is, Peter is beside himself. He sees Jesus walking on the water, and he wants to do it too. Now you can criticize Peter if you want to. I I, I try not to. I've learned my lesson. I'm not going to say there wasn't a time in my faith that I didn't criticize him because he's easily criticizable. And I know I don't know if that's a word. That may be a Dannyism. That goes in the. It may go in that dictionary, but hey, it's my dictionary. <laughs> my podcast, and I've, you can decide if you want to listen or not, but I'm going to use the words I'm comfortable with. <laughs> anyway, Peter looks out, he sees Jesus walking on the water. Now he, uh, he thinks, you know, if he can do it, I'd do it too, if you will let me. And so uh, he says, Lord, if that you bid me to come out to you, I believe the way he says it, look it up. No, I'm not telling you. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Look, you go. There's all kinds of ways to look it up. Look it up. So anyway, uh, he says, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come out to you. Jesus says, come on, man. (laughs) And Peter steps out and guess what? He walked on the water. Man, he's, he's doing pretty good. But then he takes his eyes off Jesus. The waves begin to rise and everything begins to just kind of sink in on him and well, it looks like he's going to drown. But then he utters those two words. I believe it's only two words really that mattered right that moment. Lord, save me. Three words, isn't it? So like I said, I'm not a math major. God, I wasn't going to add the me. I was just going to say, Lord, save. That would have been two words for those who are counting. But hey, I think he said, Lord, save me, actually. And Jesus did. Next thing you know, he he's back in the boat. But Peter did what we need to do he openly admitted his need for God's help and guidance. Facing the storm, whatever storm it is in life, it's not something you want to do on your own. It's something you want to make sure you have the protection and direction that you need from the Lord Jesus Christ. So admit your need. Next, rely on him, not the false words of the world. Oh, I know in hurricanes we hear all kinds of crazy things that don't happen and everything. I'm reminded of that. Well, listen, spiritually, we'll hear all kinds of crazy things. they are crazy preachers and teachers and leaders, and there are people, I know the word crazy, people are offended by that, but I can't think of another word today. I don't want to call them false teachers always, because that has a, I guess because I've been studying the book of Revelation, that has such a connotation with Antichrist and all that, I don't necessarily want to do that. There are a lot of teachers and preachers and leaders today who just aren't, what they say is not biblical, not applicable. Uh, it won't stand the test of time. and won't stand the test of God's word. Sorry, it just won't. I mean, there there's some people who are very famous that are writing books and people are quoting them all the time, but their biblical content is really poor. We need to rely on him. Yeah, there's a storm coming and perhaps you're in one now, but don't rely on the false wor- words of the world. Oh, it's okay. You're going to be fine. Nothing's going to happen. Things may happen. Now, you can be okay relying on Him, but not false promises of the world who has no idea what's going to take place. My friend, there's a storm coming. Oh, it may not it may not be the winds of a hurricane, but there's a storm coming. And you need to make sure that you're relying on the hand of God. Other day, a guy talked about writing a book about pastoring in a pandemic, and he was talking about all the things. I said, you know, I should write one of those. Uh, Being an interim pastor in a pandemic, because I can promise you there wasn't a church that existed anywhere that was ready to function and do what churches have to do in this time. Some have really found it difficult to do those things. But those who relied on him, well, they've navigated the waters. They've gone through the storm. And they're still trying to minister to people. Oh, they've had difficulty. They've had trouble. But because of their reliance on God, they've been okay. My friend, I'm going to tell you something. It's time we rely on Him. Fact is, those who uh, think they can tell us what's happening or what's going on or, or what took place. You know, I love it when people tell us what took place a million years ago and then you find out, well, I know that wasn't quite the way it was. Well, remember, the world isn't good at telling us what's going to happen in the next 24 hours. But God has told us from beginning to end what's going to take place. So rely on him. Maintain your faith as God is with you and will not leave you when the wind blows, the rain falls, or everything else seems to just fall apart. Maintain your faith. Well, that's how to face the storm. I know that it doesn't seem to be new or exciting and it doesn't seem to be... <coughs> oh, excuse me. No cough button, sneeze button either. It doesn't seem to be catchy, but it it's how you face the storm. For those who are wondering, the, the eighth chapter in the book of Zechariah, Zach- the 13th verse, this verse gave me the idea for this podcast. And as I, you, have been a bower of cursing among the nations, O house of Judah and house of Israel. So I will save you, and you shall be a blessing. Well, let me tell you right now, if we hold God's hand, we let God hold us, we will go through a storm regardless because there's plenty of them in the world. And yes, the world will mock what we do and what we believe. But remember, the world would never save. But Jesus always will. And so, as Zachariah said, and as I, you have, and as I, you have been a byword word of cursing among the nations, O house of Judah and house of Israel. So I will save you. You shall be a blessing. And today I'm going to tell you, in this storm, God blesses his children and uses them to bless others. Hey, if you're in the path of the hurricane, prepare. Be ready. Be careful. Do what you need to do. Uh, if you're in a place that really can't face the storm, find a place to go. We're praying for UDK Ministries, praying that God will protect us in the storm. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of people pray God turns the storm. Well, I hope that happens to the people who are in track of it now, but then it's going to go somebody else's life. So wherever it goes, I pray that God watch over. If it comes your way, I pray he watches over you. I pray you'll be ready and you come out to the other side, having learned that you can rely on God. We're praying for you. Contact us, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase, dspreacherman, gmail.com, all lowercase. Also, uh, you can um, look on our Facebook page and uh, comment there. Send us your prayer requests. We'll print those. Uh, Probably later today sometime, we'll have another uh, lesson out of Revelation coming up, out of the book of Revelation. And uh, you look at that. We post those on on my story and, and get those there and uh, different things. We take these podcasts and and, and we'll post them on on, uh, my story. But anyway, I'm glad that you're here. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next time. DK Ministries, Proclaiming the Word podcast. See you later.